another Fox Rugby podcast, and it's great to be joined this week after another cracker weekend of Super Rugby AU by Wallaby legend Timmy Horan. Timmy, how are you, mate? Very well, Swaney. Yeah, good uh, couple of matches last weekend and the uh, the second last weekend uh, coming up Friday and Saturday, and looking forward to some big matches. Obviously, won the, the Waratahs, obviously their last game in this um, Super Rugby AU competition, and uh, but it looks like the Brumbies are way out in front at the moment. Yeah, it sure does. It's going to be going down to the wire, and it's great to have on the line also from the Melbourne Rebels uh, back row, Brad Wilkin. Brad, thanks so much for chatting to us today, mate. It's a, it's a big week for you guys. Uh, thanks for having me, Swainy. Yeah, it is a big week. Um, I guess do or die for both sides in a way. So we know, we know what's on the line this weekend. So pretty, pretty keen. Mate, you must be pretty happy, Brad, to um, come back after all the injuries you've been through and and to be sort of fit and healthy and, and, and playing footy again. Yeah, that's yeah, thanks Timmy. Um yeah, just really enjoying being back and yeah, trying to trying to uh, cherish every every opportunity to get to play play footy because uh, I know what it's like when you're when you're on the sidelines through injury and it's uh, not pleasant at times. So just take me th- yeah. through a couple of injuries that you have. Obviously, you know, a couple of knee injuries and Mentally, how, how do you get over that mentally? For people who are listening to the podcast, like young kids or people who are playing social footy and have a lot of different injuries, how did you manage to get over? I mean, I was I went through a knee injury. It took me sort of 15 months to come back and play. And I know that mentally it takes a lot of toll on you as well, physically at physio all the time. And you get sick of going to physio, sick of doing you know strength and conditioning work on different injuries. How did you overcome them all? Yeah, I think, well... Obviously, you mentioned I had I've had a couple of knee injuries. So the first first time around, um, you, you don't really know what to expect because it's quite new. And then um, the the later injuries, it's it then becomes more mental than it does physical for me. I I felt like I knew physically what to do in the rehab and and how to do that. Um, it was more mentally just staying staying in a positive headspace and yeah, not letting not getting too far ahead of yourself and and just trying to literally tick tick the boxes day by day. Um, yeah, I, I put a lot of work into um, my mental recovery in in the last one, and a lot of lot of the areas such as like gratitude and and just being mindful for um, you know every day, being grateful for every day, um, putting things into perspective is a big one, uh, especially coming back from those injuries. Like at the end of the day, we're we're rugby players, we get an injury, but uh, we've got the opportunity to still be paid and to get back. So just putting things into perspective. Mm. Mate, um, obviously it has been a really, really tough tough run for you. What was the feeling like when you got back out onto the field, survived those you know few minutes that you got at the back end and, and were able to walk off the field at the end of it? Yeah, it was, I was pretty happy, to be honest, Wayne. I was... As much as I wanted to win the game for the for the team, I was uh, very much just pleased to get through. And um, but once you get that first one out of the way, then you then move on to getting back into the what you what you play footy for, and that's to win games and to compete. So I uh, definitely definitely felt like after that first one, I uh, got that one out of the way, and then I was sort of good to go. Brad, what about um, the Rebels now? You've been away from home for a long period of time. You've I was about eight weeks or so now. It's a pretty long tour. Um, yeah. I think my first Wallaby tour was about ten weeks. So you're getting sick of each other at the moment. But um, what's it been like? Has it been good for the team to 
sort of debond and create, you know, or rebuild on the, on the culture of the, of the rebels? Yeah, there, there definitely is uh, lots of positives coming out of this um, as, as a team and for our culture uh, in particular, uh, we, we we're able to sort of just spend time together, get to know each other on a more personal level. And, and surprisingly, like the team's been getting on really well. Like, um, you know, no big stinks in camp, mate. No, no one, no one getting no, on each other's notes. <laughs> nah, no big stinks. Um, yeah, every, everything's been going quite smoothly. So, yeah, that that's one of the positives of being on tour is is just getting that time together. And yeah, you really do get to know each other a lot better, and it and it translates onto the footy field. That's, that's one of the great things, Timmy, isn't it? I was just going to yeah. say about tour life, like bonding with the guys. It's something you don't get in other sports. Rugby is unique in that respect where, you know, you can spend 10 weeks away together, um, mm. you know, and, and bond all together and really and really stick it out. I think that's the great thing about rugby and then Brad would know from tours he's been on. But, you know, when you go away on different tours, whether it's a Wallaby tour or with, with your, um, your franchises, one, you're seeing different parts of the world, but you're also, you know, you're staying and you're rooming with different teammates, getting to know their good parts, their bad parts. So when you get on the field, you actually become really close and you're actually fighting for your mates on the field. That's what, um, and I love sort of going to different, you know, schools and different rugby clubs when you're on tour uh, and training at these grounds where kids come and watch and don't get a chance. I think, Brad, have you, you been up sort of Terrigal way for a while? Yeah, we've been Terrigal for the last six, seven weeks, I think. And have you had um, like schools come along, clubs come along? You're training at the same ground, of course, because of you know the, the bubble that you're in at the moment. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, with the with the COVID, it's been quite hard. But on on normal tours, yeah, like you were saying, that that that's the stuff you kind of get to do, and and um, it brings a lot of joy to a lot of the players on when we normally get to go to um, for to South Africa for those tours, and we get to interact with kids and and try and pass on a bit of knowledge. Um, yeah, at the moment, it's just been, yeah, sort of pretty uh, pretty basic. We go to training in the van, we get back, and then we chill by the hotel. So it's, it's, not, it's not ideal, but then again, it's, uh, it's working and everyone's happy with it. Swaney, did you see, um, I'm not sure if you saw it, Swaney, this morning, but um, the Twitter of the Melbourne Rebels. Um, just tell me, um, Brad, when... I, it was the was it the staff all doing a run up the hill? Tell tell everyone what hill it was, and there was a bit of controversy at the end. I think was there was a fairly looked like about a hundred and fifty meter run up the hill. Yeah, it was it was pretty steep. I wouldn't have liked to do it, but um, I, I can't tell you what the name of the hill was, but it was <laughs> uh, it was a big one on the on the cliff there of Terrigal, and yeah, we just thought the the coaches have been doing a good job in keeping energy up for us as players and having these mini games and. Um, just to keep the competitiveness going, but uh, we thought we'll flip it on them uh, for a change and surprise them with a, a little sneaky staff gift race up the hill. And yeah, it was uh, it was interesting. Who was a staff member? Who was a staff member that had about a hundred meter start and a hundred and fifty meter race up the hill? Uh, that was uh, that would have been Rowie, our team manager. So I think <laughs> I think Rowie's had two knee re, uh, replacements. So I think it was fair that he had a good head start. Replacements, and he, and he not just Rico's. It. Yeah, replacements. 
Full on, full on. And, um, oh, that, mate, that sounds like it's been good fun in camp. Take us back to you know, when you were injured. Did you have to do a lot of that? Um, you know, obviously, you still have to fulfil obligations and things like that when you're rehabbing. Um, you would have done a lot of touring around the grounds in Victoria and that sort of thing. Um, and, and back with the Waratahs as well, when, you're back, when you were back with them, um, you know, having to do camps and stuff like that. Yeah, um, yeah, it's sort of a lot of that stuff. If you're injured, that's you, you take on a bit more responsibility there with those um, promotions and just yeah, I did a lot of those and but that was that was also good for me, you know. Um, like I said, puts things back into perspective and um, yeah, you look forward to some of those things because it brings you a bit of joy when you see kids running around and. Brad, what about, um, as Swainy mentioned, you, you, you played obviously the Waratahs and, and now for the Rebels. Um, what's the difference between the two? What's the different cultures or different players? I heard that you hated playing for the Waratahs. Is that right? I <laughs> <laughs> uh, can't comment on that. No, I love, I love my time there as well. Um, and uh, and uh, I think uh, the difference, um, obviously, yeah, the players are different when I was there. I was surrounded by a lot of uh, high-profile Wallabies and, you know, players with lots of presence in the, in the team. And, and they, real, they really um, took it upon themselves to direct the team around and th- they had a lot of voice in the team. Um, at the what, did Rebels, they te- what did they teach you? Those, those high-profile, like your Bernard Foley's and mm. I know you're there when Izzy was there and those... What, what, what did they teach you on or off the field? Um, a lot of it was just about, you know one being professional and, and, and the other thing was probably just how, how you can better yourself each day. Um, a lot of, a lot of the focus was getting better each day. And, um, yeah, I, I just, I just got a lot from just watching, watching them play and, and observing how they can, how they can address the team, um, how they lead in, uh, team meetings. Um, and, and I'm trying to hopefully draw on a few of those lessons now, with my position at the Rebels, just trying to um, have a bit more of a voice in the in the squad. Is there someone that you look at uh, as as a mentor, or someone that you've tried to mould your game around um, that you could you could sort of tell us about right now? Uh, I wouldn't say I try and mould my game around anyone in particular, but uh, a bit of a mentor that I did have at the Tars was Dave Dennis. Just similar similar sort of journeys. Um, he had he had injuries when he was young, and um, he he was just a good friend of mine who, you know, kept reminding me about um, doesn't matter now. Like you can make up the years later in your career, which he's doing over at Exeter. So he he, he was a, he was just a champion bloke. Um, led led the team well, got along with everyone, and yeah, his his kind of personality is just yeah. If you you try and be someone like it, would be someone like Dave. Yeah, good country lad, a bit like yourself, mate. So you're from, is it Yeovil in Central West? Yeah, Yeovil. Yeah, Best so do you get a chance, I mean, you probably got a chance to go out there and do a bit of work as well whilst rehabbing and all that sort of stuff. But um, what's, what's it like growing up in the country and, and country rugby, you know, when you were a kid and, and now seeing what it's like now? Um, you know, can you give us a bit of a, an indication of what country rugby is like? Um, I was pretty young when I was, uh, out in the country watching my, my old man and play footy. And obviously like most, 
most kids when they were at the footy, they just remember playing games on the sideline or um, not really paying attention to too much of the rugby. But um, that was that was kind of me. That was, were you, that was um, me when I was a kid. Were you ball boy for dad? I remember I used to be ball boy for dad, Swaney. Uh, dad played rugby league and we used to from Gimpy. And I was ball boy, and but I didn't really care about being ball boy. All you wanted was you got a free can of coke and a free bowl and crumble at the end of the game. <laughs> yeah. That's all you wanted to do it for. Uh, can you remember Dad playing, Brad? Um, vividly, yeah, I, I yeah, it's real vivid memories. So I, I can't, I can't really recall um, the game per se. I remember, I remember the the feeling of um, going to the footy, getting dressed up, you uh, know in our colours and going to support. Um, funnily, my uh, my dad played with Tom Robinson's dad um, for oh. Yeovil. And so me and Drobo, we, uh, we used to muck around a fair bit on the sidelines when our dads used to play together. So that's just a little connection that we sort of have. And uh, we Reunited back at Sydney University close. as well then. Yeah, yeah. We've sort of followed each other around a little bit. And yeah, it's, it's great. That's what rugby is about. And you know, I went off to Queensland and Brisbane uh, for schooling with my family, and then we ended up finding crossing paths again at Sydney Uni and the Waratahs. So, yeah, it's, uh, that's that's the beauty of rugby, I guess. Mate, what about um, the Rebels at the moment? If we talk about the team very quickly now, um, Ford Pack's been very strong. Um, you know, Matt Phillips been good again. Um, Matty Tamura, obviously, and I said this when. The Rebels played the Queensland Reds a couple of weeks ago. Was if the Reds can stop Matty Tamua, you stop the whole flow of the game of the Rebels. It's obviously set up by the forward pack, but allows Matt Tamua to play that flat line attack. Um, do you uh, obviously the side relies fairly heavily on Matt? But um, what, what's your plan this week? Have you got a you know a team obviously going in the match this week to? Obviously, you only got two games left. If you win this match against the Waratahs, it virtually gives you a you know, top three spot because the Waratahs have a buy next week. Yeah, um, yeah, definitely the the plans to win this game. And you know, we last time we met, uh, we played them in Sydney, and we we got a, we got a good win over them. Um, and I think we just similar sort of um, we need to bring the same sort of intensity that we did that night around our forward pack, sort of um, set the platform for us that night. And Matt was able to. Uh, kick us, kick penalty goals, put us in the right parts of the field, and allow the forwards to just yeah go to work. And like you mentioned, we got Matt Phillip in the forward pack, young Trevor Hosea in, in the second yeah, row. Tell us a bit about Trevor Hosea. Sorry to cut you off. Just uh, he looks like a pretty good athlete. Like plays a bit of basketball, and he's going to be a star of the future, I think, if he keeps going. Yeah, it's 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 been amazing to see Trevor. Um, obviously, the last year and a bit that I've been at the Rebels, I've just, yeah, seen him grow and um, mature a lot as a, as a player and then also off the field. Yeah, he's just one of those guys with a freak natural ability, um, skillful player, and he's, he, I think he's just really starting to realise how, how big he is and, and the damage that he can do on a footy field, which is uh, good to see. Yeah, totally. And, I mean, you've got a fair competition for the spots in that back row as well. You know, you got Kemeny there, who you probably—I don't know—did you guys play together at Sydney Uni back in the day, or? Um, no, nah, we were. I played the year before. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. but um, that 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 competition for spots 
in the back row at the Rebels. How do you guys keep it fresh? How do you how do you keep uh, keep turning up to training every week and trying to beat each other for spots? Um, yeah, well, simply like that because yeah, we have to keep turning up each day at training because we know that the the other guys just just as good as us and is going to do a job. So uh, you got to just really really be focused and. Keep uh, keep pushing at training because yeah we're very very lucky in our back row depth that anyone can play and there's and there's some good players that aren't getting a run at the moment so uh, yeah it's 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 good good problem to have I think for the coaches and that Tars back row that you're going to be coming up against this week uh, there's a guy L Swinton who I'd say you guys would have played together at Sydney Uni um, back in the day and and probably been been in the Tars setup as well. Uh, he's got some abrasive nature about him, doesn't he? Yeah, uh, you know, yeah, he's uh, he's a good player to have in your team. He's he's uh, he's very uh, very abrasive, like you said, but I think uh, easily to get under his skin. So we'll uh, we'll just see what happens out on the field. Hopefully, he can keep his head. Poke the tiger. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't know if I'll be game to to poke him, but um, yeah, we'll we'll, we'll see. He's been playing some good footy. It's a it's a good back row yeah. that Waratahs have got. Um, should be a cracking game. But but just off the field, I'm always intrigued about um, professional rugby players and what they do to get themselves away from rugby because, as you know, it consumes a lot of your life. And uh, I remember talking to Ian Thorpe many years ago, saying that if he didn't have you know his fashion and his clothes and sunglasses that he used to develop, he wouldn't have swum because it just otherwise would have been too boring. So but as you know, you, you play a game, then you have a video you know, session, you have a pool session. How, how do you get away from rugby? What do you do? Do you study or have you studied? Um, you know, what do you do off the field? Yeah, um, well, it's even more important, I guess, when you're on tour, um, trying to find a bit of bit of an escape from rugby because, yeah, you are we're living together and we're seeing each other every night at dinner. So it kind of reminds you of, rugby so um for me personally I, I i study i do business degree um through sydney uni still um working on that i'm getting closer three subjects to go and i, I actually just handed an assignment probably about half an hour ago before jumping on this call so um yeah that that keeps me busy and um and also just getting to the beach uh luckily being in terrible um it's great weather and getting out and it's funny, um, Swaney, Swaney, I think I was saying to you a little while ago that, um, and Brad, my young fella, Alex, who, you know, had a little bit of a stint with the Sunwolves this year until COVID obviously stopped Super Rugby. Uh, at the start of it, I said to him, mate, he's doing a business degree as well. And I said to him, mate, you've got to do at least one subject whilst you're away in that semester. And he said, oh, Dad, we just don't get time. We've got meetings and we've got meetings and we train two or three times a day. We've got weight sessions. I said, no. And when he came through Australia on the way to New Zealand, we had a quick chat and he, and he had a bag as he went out. And I said, mate, what's in your bag? He said, oh, nothing, nothing. I said, show me what's in there. It was his PlayStation. And he, he was taking the PlayStation on too. He didn't have time to study because he was on PlayStation. So, But you're right, most rugby players, great to be able to, you know, do some sort of study or something to take you away from the, great, the game. So uh, well done, mate. That's a great effort. Yeah. Um, I think if I, wasn't, if I wasn't studying, I'd probably be having a PlayStation as well. There's quite a few of the, there's quite a few of the boys that, uh, give uh, Call of Duty Warzone a bit of a run most nights. So. Fortnite, all those sorts of things. Mate, I've seen you. I yeah. ran into you a couple of years ago at the Australian Open carrying your brother's 
bag um, as a caddy as well. Um, mate, tell us a bit about your relationship with your family and your brother and, um, and, and you know, he's a professional golfer. So that's, that's also, do you guys feed off each other's, um, you know, professions and that sort of thing? What can you learn from each other? Yeah, there's, uh, it's quite funny actually, because, uh, uh, my brother likes to talk about rugby a lot and I'm a passionate golfer. So, and it's, and uh, usually I'm the one that doesn't really want to talk about rugby because I'm trying to get away from it. Like we we're just talking about having a bit of balance and he's the same with golf. So we, we sort of just, uh, it's a bit tricky there, but like you said, I've caddied for my brother and I've seen him shoot 10 under in a golf tournament and get a course record. And, and cause I, I so I know that he can do it. Um, it's just, yeah, you know, reminding him sometimes that just got to keep at it when, when it gets a bit tough or you have a, a bad weekend. Hey, Brad, um, what about um, y- your career? So, you obviously, you know, youngster went to school in uh, Iona in, in Brisbane, but moving forward, what do you want to do going forward? Do you want to play overseas? Do you want to keep going at the Rebels in Super Rugby Australia or depending on if it's a domestic competition or, you know, Australia-New Zealand competition, what would you like to do with your rugby? What's your goals in the next probably two to five years? Yeah, definitely. I want to want to stay in Australian rugby, and um, I'm I'm quite happy. I'm very happy at the Rebels um, at the moment. And for me, I've I look at it like I've I've missed a fair bit of chunk of my footy through injury. So I really want to yeah, like just knuckle down in Australian rugby, try and get consistent performances together, and push for higher honours with the with the Wallabies. Um, that that's definitely been a goal of mine ever since I was a kid. So um, not losing not losing that sort of that ambition and and then after the next two years we'll see what happens just yeah hopefully i can get there but if it doesn't happen um we'll cross that bridge when we come to it yeah good stuff i mean there's four bladders lows this year um we could be looking at um you know i mean there's obviously you know some depth in australian rugby in back row but uh mate you've certainly got a chance of pushing for it in, in the next couple of years as well yeah, yeah, definitely. The depth in Australian rugby in the back rows are exceptional. So, um, yeah, we just got just got to do my best and see what happens. What, are you... what about this weekend's game on uh, against the Waratahs? Have the Rebels? Have you selected a team yet? Um, not that you can announce it here, but uh, are you a chance? Am I personally a chance? Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah. Behind closed doors, <laughs> <laughs> we haven't announced a team yet. But yeah, I'll be uh, I'll be running out there on. Uh, well done. Congratulations, mate. Great, great opportunity for you, especially, you know, in front of probably, you know, um, family and friends in Sydney or whoever's down and old Sydney uni mates. It'd be yeah. great for you to go up against your, your old team. Well done. Yeah, thank you. Appreciate it. It's, uh, it will actually be the first time since I left the Waratahs um, going up against them. So I'm pretty, pretty keen for that. Unreal, mate. Well, we wish you all the best. It's a huge game this weekend between the Tars and the Rebels. Have you given it a theme? What's the theme around the week for you? No, we actually Just... haven't given it a theme, to be honest. Um, most weeks we do have a, a have a bit of a theme or you know a motivational sort of thing behind behind what we're trying to do. But uh, the theme, without being uh, formal, is probably just focusing on us. You know, we, that's what we've done this week. So, Hey, Brad, more importantly, before we let you go, and thanks for coming on today, is what about Brick Lane? How good is that Brick Lane beer that uh, has been sponsoring <laughs> you for the last couple of years, the, the Melbourne Rebels? 
Yeah, it's a good drop. Bloody good drop. <laughs> what about the product placement there, Horan, part owner? We might have to get that across with our client integration department here. At yeah, do I have to Fox declare Sports. that, do I? Like, <laughs> yeah, it's like cash for comment. There you go. Um, no, it's all good. We'll let you get by this one. It is a good drop. I've had it too. Timmy, send us a yeah. case. Um, <laughs> but, um, Brad, thanks so much for joining us today, mate. We wish you and the Rebels all the best, mate, and, uh, and, and going forward as well. Um, we hope that you can, uh, can push for those higher honours and stay uh, you know, out of the rehab group and, and on the field, mate. We're, we're looking forward to um, seeing you uh, ply your trade over the next um, little bit. Yeah, awesome. Thanks, Flanny, and thanks, Timmy. Good on you, Brad. Good luck. Thank you, Timmy, as well. Thank you so much, everyone who's listened this afternoon as well. It's been a good little podcast, and uh, we've got a great weekend of Super Rugby AU coming up, all on Fox Sports, so make sure you tune in. We'll be right back.